Hey guys, welcome back. Um, today we are going to talk a little bit about our, really our history with cannabis and why we believe it is going to change the world, to be honest with you. Um, there's quite a bit of backstory here and we think it's really important for people to understand where we're coming from and why um, we have such strong beliefs um, because we have found that we do have really strong beliefs about this, especially being around people that um, do use regularly, um, are experimenting, have been smoking for a long time um, because we truly believe it has been a huge tool for us and we've used it as such. And because of that, we choose to share with everybody that we meet and we just want people to, to get it and to help them understand it and see it differently because we both grew up with beliefs around cannabis that were jaded and they were ugly and dark and they weren't really our own, to be honest with you. And so I think today we really just want to share that part of our story um, together so that you guys can see both perspectives, both sides. Um, this is kind of the new formatting for this vidcast. Um, season one was really about getting the technique, understanding the process, um, understanding the four steps of what was that, that was this, um, where did that come from and is it mine, and then course correction. Um, we have been practicing this for years. Um, the process has been really solidified for us um, over the last few months where it's been super intentional and we have used it for nearly everything. Um, and so, yeah, if, if you're not quite to that point, definitely recommend at least watching the video that's about the process specifically. It's short um, and it'll help kind of get a better understanding and idea of what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah, and, and I think I can speak for both of us is so much of this, our passion for marijuana or the cannabis industry really just comes from truly feeling like there's information that people don't know. Um, and states are legalizing it, you know, rapidly and it's, it's being discussed rapidly and with the more knowledge that we've tried to kind of unearth about um, something that we've been using specifically as a tool for us. And by like a tool, I mean like we understand when we want to go and play. And we are currently in Las Vegas and we went and walked through like a light show last night. And we know what our high experiences can be like because we've kind of built an understanding to this point. So we used it as a specific tool to go like, hey, let's go enjoy this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important to note because alcohol is legal and it's legal kind of everywhere. Um, there's a few dry counties and people kind of make fun of those anyway. You know, that people drive out of those counties to get their beer <laughs> and um, I'm not trying to make fun of those counties and like I, I get some some of that like specific legislation and where it comes from but all that is to be said like we remember what prohibition on alcohol was like you know there's plenty of gangster movies there's plenty of things where we've 
looked at this culture around alcohol and we've really glorified it. Like, you know, country music, and I love country music, but damn, like, if things were a little bit different, they might be singing about marijuana. And, and I think some of them are. <laughs> and, and there's and they definitely are. some music that is. But you're right, it is. A lot of it is. But that's that's the frustrating part. Yeah. Is the information still just like disappears somewhere. The understanding that, you know, something's been deemed essential in a lot of states. And then in other states, they still throw people in jail for it. It's really messy, you know? And, and I think we're experiencing the messy a lot because we travel, right? So like we're in states that it's okay and then it's not okay and then it's really not okay. And that is a very odd feeling to experience, especially around something that we're still witnessing in alcohol is everywhere, right? And strangely, um, most of the interactions we do have with people while we're traveling and if we discuss cannabis at all, or marijuana, weed, but call it what you will, it's different everywhere. People all say the same thing. Like, well, it's not bothering me, you know, or I'd love it. You know, I hear it's helping a lot of people or there's just zero information. And that zero information is happening in places that are like legalizing it. And that means people are gonna have their fingers in how we understand what we're using. And I agree with Rolling Stone magazine. I agree with every Rasta song. And I agree with every Bob, Bob Marley. Like I believe in every image that we've ever consumed that has shown us marijuana because it is a lot of that. But I also believe in like what we're trying to show well, and I think the you said earlier that we use it as a tool yesterday to go like experience it for fun. I think it really stemmed for us in using it for self-help. Like that is really that was the first tool. And what we mean by that is if you don't know us, there's a lot of backstory. We've been together since we were 15 years old and we we believe that our lives have just truly like meshed like this you know like so much of our life is intertwined so much of our feelings and our emotions were intertwined together and what basically happened is that we ended up fighting ourselves for the last 15 years fighting our our personal self through the other person and it was pretty um it was it was pretty miserable to be honest um, and it wasn't really until we had really started using cannabis for self-help that we started understanding that that's what was going on. And because of that, we were just like hitting, you know, it was just like oil and water all the time and we couldn't figure it out. But like we were still having this like pull to each other. Like why the fuck? were we willing to do that and sacrifice that like I we've asked ourselves that many times and what happened when we first started using cannabis or when it we feel it like came back into our life because at that point we were still just popping gummies and yeah. smoking you know smoking a bowl here and there yeah. between a, a work shift or after a work shift it was like a way to unwind off of a incredible like just 
stress. Yeah. Just constant stress surrounded by alcohol just funneling into people's mouths and really being treated poorly by those people as we were serving them to do so. Yeah. And it became this weird codependent relationship where it's like we needed alcohol to serve because it was bringing us this like really this fun experience of, and yeah. this idea of like safety through money and safety through things and um and like definitely some something to the ego like it felt yeah. so good like you felt like you we live like rock stars in nashville and had a had a blast yeah. the like, feeling of being noticed is a powerful one yeah and that, that is one that man chasing it is something you know chasing it is is really something yeah and we just got to experience it on i, I feel like there's two things like we were what was happening was we were we were using marijuana and we were now at a point of we realized we were having really good conversations together and we had never really done that before and so that was the first thing was communication like holy shit like we are i'm noticing what i noticed is i i could i could sit back a little bit more i could hold a little bit more of my reaction and I could just hear him. I didn't like what he always had to say, but at least I could hear him. And that also meant I could hear me calming and slowing down. So those two things were happening at the same time, right at the beginning. And as we continued to notice that over and over and over again, it got stronger and stronger. And we felt like we were really able to do it and then we were willing to have really hard conversations while we were experiencing it and it was just in a more relaxed state but then we would go drink and then we'd have a night out at the bar and then we would clash and it was just like over and over and over like just bashing heads which we had done most of our life right so we were experiencing these two really totally different experiences at the same time that it felt like Nashville was because we were in the bar scene and Nashville really started to grow and it was growing how I how I see it it was growing for tourism only not for the people that live there not people like us who we moved there when we were 23 like almost at that like 30 year old like we want to buy a house we want to do this where are our kids going to go to school it's and, a story of so many else yeah. of moving into a city and not being able to find a place because the city was doing the city thing yeah. and you know it's not its fault really well and i just don't think that they were planning for like people like us to stay and because of that like none of the th none of the priorities that we would have wanted or would have focused on were also being done so like we were kind of watching okay like we are maybe not the priority which is okay but also like now that the bar industry was and we saw it that way we were in it experiencing commercialism at its finest finest like I tell this story all the time because the summer that White Claws came out was insane we went from serving like i worked on a rooftop bar i had maybe six beers i i did have a full like full like liquor um bar 
But then like I all of a sudden went from having one cooler to a full other cooler just with white claws. And if you remember like And these were mobile carts. <laughs> they were yes. That people had to physically run six packs of cans because at the time they weren't bringing them in 30 packs they like were where six packs. Six, six packs. packs. You couldn't keep them cold enough and so I went from yeah. six drinks to like 12 drinks overnight. And then those 12 like were only in six packs and people were ordering them like 30 at a time. Like it was so beyond crazy to just watch how quickly that changed. Mm -hmm. And then like, then popsicles came and then juice boxes came and then there were jello shots and then there were, um, there were so many specials and deals on then Broadway in general. And yes. Then there's buses and then there's tractors and then there's There's a floating hot tub. <laughs> It was just like insane. Oh man, and, and done, done at its finest, by the way. No, like, I, I they, don't know. Like I, I look at it like, wow. Okay. They. They went for it. And, and good and, for and them. And they're still going for it. Which I think it was just like for for us, we were experiencing it in it. Yeah. While very we also were having this very different experience, and also for me, I was. This is like also at the same time I was a life coach, so. I was practicing my own spirituality through this life coaching program and then all of a sudden I was like literally in this shitstorm of my own life because I enjoyed it just as much but that was out of balance and all of a sudden I could like really feel it and I was I would cry going to work like I would physically be in pain because again like Corey mentioned that the customers it was like at the same time it just like it shifted it everyone had been there before now the new had worn off the no one was excited about the music and I remember one night CMAs were playing in the street and I was I was working and there was a musician who was a good friend of ours who Someone paid him $50 to stop playing. And I just remember feeling like... I'm pretty sure what was asked, though, was if I give you $50, would you shut up? Yeah. And... And the musician needed the $50. And also, it was like, do you not see that the person that gets to play on the street started where this guy is? Like, it was just such a... People don't see that and I get that we were in it in a different capacity yeah but because we were like it's also a different valid it it's a different valid experience that if right now you're hearing this and you're having a totally different reaction or if you're upset frustrated or, or you're nodding along saying yeah 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 whatever experience you're having while hearing this just understand this was our experience through yeah. it this yeah. is what we saw and I'm sure everyone it, like it's nobody's experience is bad yeah you or, know, wrong. It's, or wrong yeah. I, and that's in, that's important to like hold on to because then it it relieves a lot of like your you don't need to judge anybody for it because it's just people being people and we saw it happening yeah. so it was something we were able to practice all the time yeah just hearing perspective and sharing yes. perspective and taking in perspective and meeting other countries and, and again we are so blessed and super grateful and, and just beyond ourselves with how lucky 
we've been, but you know, that luck comes with a lot of hard work. And I, I think it's fair to balance out that statement that way, because yeah. we worked our ass off. And on the t same time, we were ingesting all of this information and trying to understand our, our 20s. Yeah. And when marijuana came back in, into the picture, even at like the party capacity, it, it really felt like it flipped a switch on. Yeah. Uh, like... And I know that's a different experience for a lot of people. Um, but again, our experience was it, it turned some stuff on and it went from, you know, a, a party thing to like, it helped facilitate us sitting down and having a conversation over one glass of wine and learning something about each other from, you know, sitting down and drinking until we can't talk. Yeah. Um, and that might be a foreign thing to a lot of people or it might be super familiar. But either way, I think we all know, we're all feeling a feeling of like, oh man, that's, that's what like woke us out of that. Yeah. Because we saw it and we felt that. And I just think it was the contrast, like all happening at the same time that just made it very clear and i also believe that working on broadway was one of the best things that has ever happened to me because before i started working down there i was doing network marketing and i was working from home all by myself and i was in a horrible place because i had let myself believe i was around a lot of people who believed that they were introverted extroverts and so because I didn't know anything about myself I just was like yeah I'm one of those too no I'm not I'm not I was at home I I lost how to communicate with people I could not talk to people I was so shy I was uncomfortable I was really in a in a bad spot and now coming home from you know I didn't know this all day and I was working long days and I was working all night driving aside, you know, doing the Uber thing. And after working in a, in a another tough industry, like doing three, three things at the same time and then coming home to a partner that needed human interaction so bad, but I didn't even want, I spent all of me on everyone else that I gave her none absolutely none and I forgot that I was going through life with my buddy I did you make me cry yeah. but I forgot about her and she kind of made it easy because she forgot about her in my eyes. You know, we're just, we're reflecting this mirror of, of things back and forth and I'm over here and she's over here. And I couldn't see that she needed interaction or she just needed me to focus on her a little bit. And she didn't know that, you know, I, I was spent. Yeah. I was absolutely spent. I, I had nothing to give. So every interaction came from lack. 
just lack of this, lack of this, not enough this, not enough this. And you that's, do this, you do this. Yeah, not, and no. point, 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 point. Yeah. And the other person's always wrong. And that... You know, that was that was the attitude, I think. Yeah, and the, the marijuana conversations turned into... turned from drinking and having unconscious, arguative, like argumentative conversations and all my family knows that's true because I've spoken to them the exact same way yeah. and I am sorry Ugh, I am so sorry I really am because those years must have been gross and again like that's my experience with alcohol at this point but those conversations went from unconscious because of alcohol to a little more conscious because we tuned down the alcohol because the marijuana was in play. And at first it was like, I don't want to drink too much because I'm just learning about this thing. And it still scared me. And that, that fear is cool. Don't worry about that fear. We'll it's, talk it, about that yeah, fear. We'll talk yeah. about it. It's understandable. Have it. It's okay. But I learned through that fear that we were drinking less, a lot less, or I should say less frequency. And the arguments went from these knockdown drag outs to at least we were hashing them out in like two, three hours. Yeah, it, yeah we would, it would be two, three hours. Yeah. And then it got to. But we would learn in those arguments what was happening. Like, yeah. So it wasn't just about whatever the, the content of the argument was. But then we'd be like, oh, like I remember a clear as day, there was a moment of like Corey explained. He's like, you know, I see the way that we argue as you are just like a, um, um, what is it? A bottle rocket. A bottle rocket. So I was just like shooting like, like up and down and you were more like an explosion, more like, or t like a bomb. Like you would take a little bit longer, you'd take a little bit longer and then, but what, what, when you said that, it made me realize, okay, if I'm like a bottle rocket, then like, what do, what do I need? And what I needed was more space because what was happening is Corey was trying to resolve our argument by coming in and apologizing. But I was still like at the tip top of that bottle rocket, like pissed off. Like I'm, yeah. my mom always says that too. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm pissed off. And that was definitely how I was, but I would stay up here and then Corey would come up and try to like, Hey, I'm real sorry. And I'm like, bah, 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 I'm still up here. But if I, if I could have my own time for myself and I would take those five minutes, now it's like less than five minutes, but at the time I was like saying I needed five minutes, but really I needed an hour. And I was like, oh, I'm so mad, I'm so angry. But then I, would able, I was able to calm myself down enough to go in and start that conversation again. Now we might not resolve it and we might go through this process a few times, which is really what, what would happen. But then I was able to communicate, Corey, I really do need this time. I will try to speed up my time so I don't need as long while you give me a little bit more space to calm down so that we're not just continuing this battle. That was the proverbial air underneath the canoe. Our boat had tipped, we were underwater, we were capsized, like, my, it's a big fear of mine. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not like I'm a water bug, but I'm not. So we're under this canoe and there's just that little bit of air and we're up there spending time arguing with our little bit of air. And instead, if we just were able to take a nice, easy, calm, deep breath, we could realize that the things she was upset at me about were also a lot of the same things I was upset at her about. And she needed more time than I did right away. Um, and I needed to be able to give her that time because it wasn't about me I think that's that was, that's tough yeah that was the hard that, part that's a tough one like it, it wasn't because about me it was about the what she needed to get to get okay and me charging back in trying to fix was doing nothing but like slamming a wedge in yeah and every time we were having these we were blaming alcohol it was, it was alcohol's fault. Yeah. It was never our fault. But then it was. Like, one day it really was. Yeah. And that's, again, part of that cannabis conversation for us. It wasn't just a replacement. Like, we didn't replace alcohol. Like, they're not even close to the same thing. Right. So, please, please, if that's a, a, a held belief around why people choose cannabis over anything else. Please, I empower you to go do some research. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to consume yourself. But just go read, just easy Google searches or DuckDuckGo. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just do a little bit of research. And I know we all can do that because it's also 2021. And we're being asked now to do a lot of research about a lot of things. And to learn. And, like, I I think, like, cannabis just, to be honest, it made me feel conscious. Like, for the first time. Like, when I say it made that voice in my head turn on, I absolutely believe that. It's like I never, I feel like I lived on just autopilot. And again, for me, I recognize that a lot was all happening at the same time to trigger this for me. Yeah. That's how Big I feel. Life coaching, the bartending scene, watching that happening, consumerism happening, and smoking all at the same time were just the right experience with, for me. With too. the willingness to look at it and yeah. interact with it too. Well, because I was mi we were miserable. Yeah. And it was like, we're fucking miserable, so either we need to figure this out together or, or we're going to split so that we can both enjoy this city and yeah. like. <laughs> Yo, dude. Okay. Okay. Say hi, Willie. Hi. No. <laughs> this is Willie Nelson. If you've never met. Those, she, those girl sounds. She runs the roost in our in the Thanks van. for smiling. So anyways, I think it just that that conscious feeling is. It, it just turned that that voice in my head on and once it was on I was like oh oh damn oh damn and now it's just it's here and we have really worked with it and that doesn't go away once you're not high like no. that wasn't it wasn't like a, a thing that we're only achieving when no. we have 
cannabis in us, whether, you know. The lessons were still landing. And they were staying. Yes. And it wasn't like And then we were having them when we were not stoned. And we were like, whoa, that was easy. Like, whoa, that was easy. And of course it got easier and we, it, it was literally like we were practicing. Like we had to practice. How to, you yeah. know, how to do you it. You have to practice. Yeah. Like, this is hard. This yeah. is super hard. There's nothing easy about, I don't know, waking up and having a conversation. Like, that's inherently difficult stuff. So we need to pat ourselves on the back when we can do it. Yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, I don't know. Conversations, like, don't feel hard for me anymore. So I think, Yeah. but I recognize that a lot of people do like they they are hard to have and again our experience is that we were bartenders so of of course we have different skills right like we have more i feel like i'm just more social like i have i have been yeah i've been able to dial that in because i have 12 years of experience there and your mom yeah and your grandma and my grandpa like it's yeah yeah it also comes with a long line of talkers i'm just saying other people like i get that other people maybe don't have that yeah right 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 right. but because of that because we've been able to practice it with so many people with so many strangers and then in the van yeah also acknowledging that it is tough yeah for a lot of a lot of people for sure um and knowing that if i walk away from an interaction going like man that was kind of an awkward one huh why maybe why was it awkward yeah, for you why, like what why, is it about why? what is it, about you that feels awkward yeah or like start there you know like yeah i Ugh. think our our tendency has been like well why did that guy make it awkward and that guy's probably like why did that guy make it awkward <laughs> but if you're like why did i make it awkward i'm yo at I'm, least it gives you something to look at you i know, know. i the reason I started talking about awkward is there's just a super close interaction at a dog park with a person putting their dog in my space (laughs) and what I mean by my space is like I'm still involved in cities that like you have to have masks on in public in public right Outside, outside so again like these interactions with people they're coming back online not everyone has just been out full force with people right so this gentleman, his dog was barking at me, and, and I was like, hi. Uh, uh, it was like 9 o'clock at night. I was exhausted, and I had a little bit of marijuana in me. I was like trying to have a time, you know? And because I felt... <laughs> he presented his dog to try to, like, wean out a barking at um, stranger. It was, a, it was a, a small dog. It was a, a young puppy. And I get what he was trying to do, but it was like, here you go. And, you know, the dog was right here, and I just didn't want that, you know? But I I walked away. My first instinct was like, man, that was awkward. And it kind of was, but it was awkward because, like, there was some things I couldn't handle with my personal boundaries. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't say, like, hey, man, do you mind just giving me a little bit? Like, I appreciate it. Thank you. But in that moment, I couldn't I couldn't do that. And I think the way, the reason that's so important is I think a lot of our interactions come from moments like that. They're just misunderstood interactions. And, you know, sometimes our 
knee-jerk reaction is to get angry. Ah, get away! Ah. And then that kind of creates another escalated thing. And it, it, a lot of it just seems misunderstood. And that is just on par with everything else. Yeah. You know, it's... It's those awkward moments where, again, it's like you have an op you have a choice we always have a choice and that choice is i can blame this person for making it awkward or i can ask myself why i believe it's awkward because when i ask myself that answer is going to bubble up you're going to know and it's probably going to be about you and that's the that's why it's you making a choice because it's easier it's so much easier to choose them, to blame them, to, that's why, that's literally why this vidcast is called Us Versus That. It's because it has been, and it, we have been taught that it's us versus them. Pick them. They're, them, they, they're wrong. They did this to me. They hurt me. They, they, they. And it hasn't gotten us anywhere. And instead of looking at they or them, if we look at that, what is that? What happened? What like we can take we can take that into so many different conversations yeah. because so much has happened and we believe my belief is that they lied to us about cannabis. That's how I feel. I feel lied to, I feel manipulated because it has been truly a gift for me. It has made my life 100% better. And I will give it that credit. I will give us credit, of course. We've worked really hard at this. And that's amazing, and I'm proud of us for that. But the part that we are excited about is we, all those years of us fucking hitting our heads against the wall are, are we get to teach those lessons in hopes that you don't have to go through it the way that we did or because if, or if your forehead's bruised yeah we, we can we can help yeah it, like if because our foreheads were bruised yeah oh they were bloody yeah for sure <laughs> and if, if and you it, can see it like if you like look at old photos of us you know like we totally we are totally different and if you know us you can see that it's very clear that we are different and we feel better as different because this version of us feels like it was chosen by us the creativity the 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 benefits that have come from that brain turning on have been it, it's transformed our life we live in a van we travel full-time we're talking to you on uh, we're, we're talking to you this way because of it Right. Like absolutely because of it, because of our understanding through our usage of anything. Yeah. Because the moment I had said, like, we, we had had an argument one time um, about using marijuana, actually. Mm. Uh, we were still drinking. Um, we were still in Nashville. We were still living in the downtown apartment. And one night shauna had come home from like uh an early an early shift and i'd been home and i had already smoked and she'd made a comment about like hey like i don't want this to like 
I want this to become like a thing. That's how it got presented. My, like my hey, stuff. Hey, I don't want this to become a thing. And I was like, what do you mean? It's already a thing. Like I, I, I purchase marijuana and I have things to, to consume it in our house. It's a thing. And it went to, well, I just don't want it to be abused. As we were abusing alcohol. Yeah. Well, I think it, it, it was another substance is how I said it. I didn't want another, ex exactly, another because substance. Because at that time it was. Yeah. And I had made a comment to her in this argument about me using is like, hey, sometimes I use it as a tool to just sit and chill and hang out because my day was a banger. And, and, and I just want to, yeah, I just want to sit and think. You know, I just want to be in my own head for a minute and not have to be out. And that didn't necessarily come into play until later. But that comment of me saying that changed a lot of Shauna's groundwork yeah. for her consumption there on afterwards. Yes, both of ours escalated greatly, but it escalated greatly because we were finding tremendous benefits. And then it went to CBD creams for my hands and for my back and for my knees. Feet and, and ankles and, after and, the bars. Yeah, We would everything. put them on and lay our legs up. On, like, it was, we used it. Yeah. We and needed we, it. And we were asking about everything. And, and we were around people that, to be honest with you, consumed a lot of alcohol but they knew a lot they knew a lot about being healthy while doing it and i know that kind of seems really strange but like very fit like fitness oriented health food oriented for for the most part yeah um and again we'd stuff our faces with pizza too yeah because that's the shit no one was we weren't telling you about was the four times we were eating jets a week because we were lazy and Yep, that was pretty much it. We were lazy. <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, those... Damn near out of necessity. Ne yeah. Sorry, out of necessity. The The amount of hours I was working in a week, and a lot are going to resonate with this and probably laugh and scoff. Whatever. Whatever your feeling is to it, okay, cool. I worked my ass off. And I, I believe it, and I feel it. I know it. And if you do, too... I, like, know, we see you. Yeah, like we see we, you. We understand because we were worked to the bone mm -hmm. and worked and we're making money that, like, I, you're, like, we're paying for, it's part of it is, like, we were paying over $2,000 a month to live in our downtown apartment that we were never in. Can I round out yes, an idea I'm real sorry. quick? Yeah, yes. I know. I've, <laughs> I really took this one weird. All that to be that. said is when we were using CBD creams and, and starting using different products, like we were changing our diets kind of here and there, just trying to figure things out. We became label readers. Yeah. And while we were reading labels, we were seeing everything else. Again, this perfect storm of understanding was happening. Where and we, we were looking for it too. Yeah, you and know? we were searching, actively searching like, what poison are they giving us with this saying it's okay because well it came for me first of all um we did beauty counter remember i did i had a friend that started uh, yeah. selling beauty counter which is like a network marketing um like clean ingredients product and i didn't 
I never thought about the amount of chemicals in all of my beauty products and that's our biggest organ right so like you're realizing you're putting chemicals on your skin and your hair I stopped using body what like yeah. the body wash out of a, a tube a long time ago and my skin is incredible now it, comparative I, I had eczema and it was it a lot of things were going on um, and after I, I kind of, you know, she's like, oh, don't use this. Oh. That's how it started. I was like, why? Oh, I smell good. Now I smell bad. And then I didn't, you know, and then my skin really cleared up. And, and this was it, still like back in Nashville. You know what I mean? Like it was just, we weren't doing a lot to like make it better. Yeah. We were still living these really unhealthy but lives, they, but they these, these small changes. That incremental just, steps of like, okay, what else? What else don't we have the information to? Yeah, yeah. Um, because again, the feeling is gonna come like, oh, we've been lied to. Well, yeah, but it's our job. Yeah. It is our job as and we were us just, we to were know blindly trusting. What, yeah, to to know yeah. to know you. Yeah. And that's hard. That is so hard, and it? that's new. I know that's like a new thing, but like some of this stuff is really really bad for us, and it's yeah. and they're saying it's okay. And it's not okay. And, and it's it's proof positive when marijuana is deemed essential and then other places are still jailing people while other places are fighting to unjail people. What are we people? What is this? Because again, now I'm getting excited because doesn't this seem ridiculous? Right? Name name any of anything. <laughs> name it and put it up in comparison and do that gymnastics in your head to make that type of scenario okay. Something that you don't have a preconceived notion of. Because that's that's the key, is that... What 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 do you already feel about marijuana? Yeah. What, what do you bias. know about it already? Right. And if you know some stuff, great. Yeah. I'm not discounting any of that, but do you know it? And just be honest, and that we're not asking anything out of that, or any further. But just honesty, like truthful honesty. Again, we realize that's hard. I didn't know that was a, a taught skill and a learned skill and just a different understanding of moving through this, this life. You know, like how, look, alcohol is deemed essential, why? Think about all the people that consume alcohol that now their bodies depend on that, right? What if we turned off alcohol? Bodies are dependent on it already. And a lot of people would get really, really sick and it would really do a lot of damage. That's why alcohol is essential. Uh, why else? What does it, what, what does it provide? What is it actual? What is it actually? It, I get the social lubricant. I get the industries. We can't turn off all that stuff, but we did. And they did. That's where this is bubble. This is where it's stemming from. You feel that? Because I lost my job. But alcohol was still essential. Why wasn't I an essential server? 
And why wasn't all of my friends essential servers? And I say all that to say like cannabis was deemed essential and dispensaries are, they're open in places where it's medically legal and recreationally legal. But do we see where one is like deemed medical and what's the other one? That's hard. That's a hard thing to toil with when you're being told no. And then it's just a lot of information. And it's out here. And we're trying our best to interact with it and share it in a way that starts off a good a, a good note of we just want people to understand like it doesn't have it our experience is totally different than the way we were taught that it was going to be and that's enough for us to tell you about it because it's that important it has been such an important tool and we are willing to tell people that like we don't need the judgment we don't need the stigma this is essential it is helping people it is helping people and we believe that we need to make sure that people know that before it is federally legal before it is before it continues this stigma because it really is important and it can be used for really really deep personal healing work and this is why we believe it's so important and the benefits aren't just the litany of things that you see on most basic uh, internet searches are going to show you you know if you look up benefits you'll see the list and at the same time you should also look at the things that aren't so great you need to see both you need to understand both and just understand like just do some do some reading you know it's a thing it's a thing you're putting in your body and we're not even no one is telling you to do it we don't are not even advising you to do it what we're asking you to do is learn about it like at the end of the yeah. day that's all I care about is for you to have done your research because I believe that there are biases within the cannabis industry and I believe that it is also it it has been lied to it has been lied about so what else has been lied about same thing if you have a bias about cannabis what else do you have a bias about and that's where it started for us and because for me when Corey called me out I was able to look at my bias okay first of all why did I think it was another substance what other substance am I using at the time was alcohol the other the other was food and also physical activity like overworking not enough sleeping like I just didn't have any really good habits so like that Corey saying that to me was a mirror of all those other bad habits that I knew were there and I had to look at them and then that's just really been the process and once we've looked at yeah. one thing you're like, okay, well, check that off. Okay, look at this. You know, like you, you've really gone through this process of digging things up, um, shining light on them, looking at them. With the interaction with certain things came uh, a level, like a grace period, 
like an allotment of energy I'm willing to set aside um, to remember to like to remember that argument like I need to remember bits and pieces of that because that probably wasn't handled well well and I think like how I've seen it in our actual like it as it's happening if I have a reaction and I'm coming to apologize. I am making sure that I'm apologizing because I know where my reaction came from. And because of that, because I'm owning that actually, it ends up being a typically a bigger issue than yeah. just the, the actual argument, but also allows you the space, like you hold the space to be like, okay, I get that this is why it upset me which is also something then the other person looks at why am i getting upset about your reaction you know and then that's it has just it has made it a little bit easier of a process and we we're not as angry at each other because we're holding that space to be like look this sucks now that you know it though like don't let it happen again you yeah. know or try not <laughs> like that's kind of the idea it's like and it came from an idea a place where I was like, I know if she's going to say that to me, like, don't let this happen again. Because it happened a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. Or it was that bad. And it happened only one times, you know, and that was, that was the level. And it came also with an understanding that I will try to do my best to not do those again. This is new we would respond like, this is new information to me. Yeah. Can I, can I have a minute? Can I have, like, we get to control how these conversations go. So if I need a second to, like, sit on that and, like, oh, man, because they're always hitting the ego. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, yeah. Your ego man. is a, your yeah. ego is quite the liar. Yeah. And I would ask for that space to go like think about it because sometimes you feel shame sometimes you feel embarrassment and sometimes you feel all these things you don't want to feel and it's okay to do it in private it's okay to like take that step and then come back out and be like all right I've had a chance to like really think about what you said I am I am sorry about this and again they, like our apologies aren't I'm sorry I made you mad that's where it starts. Yeah. And that's all it takes. I'm sorry I made you mad. I made you mad because I did this. And I see that that was a mistake. And that reaction came from this. And I'm really sorry I reacted poorly. But I'd like you to know that, you know, that's where that came from for me. And I'm not mad. I'm not, like, I'm not really upset about it. Like, we don't need to drag this one out but like it, at least there was that 50 50 balance and we know we can do that because we had a discussion one night where we both promised each other that we would always take 50 percent hmm. we will always take 50 percent of what's going on it is our 50 percent we're here too yeah if not was i checked out where was i yeah. You know, I, I wasn't well, checked out. Well, because for a while it was blaming the other person, or blaming the other person 100%. Yeah. And then it was blaming the other person 50%. Yeah. 
And then it was like having to take that ownership and it made you, it made us have to look at everything. But because of it, we, the, it, it really made us both involved because before we weren't and like it, it made not blaming each other. Yeah. you know that much because that you much also harder. knew you were gonna have to catch your 50 percent and they you know like if you if you were gonna be upset okay your level is where you like if you're entering into that arena like you're taking 50 percent of what you put out with you yeah and you got to control the severity of that with your own personal actions and that that level of ownership spawned us versus that this, this whole thing it really did it, it spawned what was that that was this that's how we apologize what was that's, that that's how that? that's how we yeah. deal with like oh man i got neck pain mm. what was that that we, was this that came it. from there is it mine <laughs> ah that was stress from the road that wasn't me pulling a muscle that was just driving you know yeah and being able to communicate that way takes ownership and I think at the end of the day we can attribute personal ownership to our experience with cannabis and self-growth and self-healing and now that we view it as a tool it physically hurts when I know people that could potentially be really helped and or it could make things a little bit easier or it could could just help we're not allowing ourselves the opportunity because of a fear that's not even ours it wasn't it, was, a, it wasn't it was a it, it was, was a learned it was taught it was taught it was taught and this trickles into everything and i can't wait to talk about everything and i can't wait to share I can't wait to hear back. Hope, you know, hopefully people interact because that's the point. Yeah. We want to hear perspectives, but under hopefully by the 54 minutes that we're running right now, like you understand the level of perspective we're trying to bring. We're willing to hear. Yeah. But we're setting a bar. And and that's how we like let's interact that way. Because I truly believe if people do this with, not even with cannabis, yeah. not even with cannabis, just asking yourself, what is that? And noticing something, noticing something different. Get out of the monotony. When you do, man, this, this could be a beautiful ride and we can all do it together. And I know it sounds real utopia and, and weird and I get it, but but we what all you, want and we, what do we have to lose it's right. just asking what is that we all want better you know and and i think my perspective is that i i have i've seen and witnessed just like most of you probably the the division that's happening on social media and i see and and can see that people are reacting from that trigger from that pain, from that trauma, whatever it, whatever it is, our reactions are coming from that. And so we're, we're coming from a negative place, so we're going to get a negative place. We're, we are mirrors in every situation. And if you know that, 
if and when you know that it, it and you can take that 50% you don't have to take all of it and I think that's what's really important is at some point you will <laughs> and at some point that's later down the line but right at the beginning if you can just start with your 50% ask yourself your 50% can be just as small as asking yourself what was that that reaction why am I mad why am I angry what was that reaction why did I have that reaction and just let it be let that answer be mm -hmm. like whatever comes up there might be it might throw you like it might be something from left field and you're like I have no clue what that means that's also okay be the kid chasing the butterfly you just want to know it's you know? just I just want to know it's from curiosity because when you come from curiosity, it's it doesn't come from that self-judgment, that self-hate, because that's a lot of what can happen. And that's, for me, what was happening at the beginning. And why it was really uncomfortable is because it was a lot of self-hate, a lot of self-doubt, and I didn't want to take any of that ownership because I'd never, I'd never had to, I'd never been taught to. Corey was much better at it. It's hard. And knowing that makes it easier. Yeah. Like, if you're saying, like, oh, it's hard, well, then you get it. Then you get it, you know? If you know that, like, good. But we can move forward from here, also, though. Also, you get to decide. Yeah. So, like, that hard... Yeah. You also get to decide that. Do you want it to be hard? Because I want it to feel easy. And the way that I let that happen and the way I tell myself that this, I let it be easy is that the answers come quickly. That's, it, that's the easiest way for me because it's when, when you stew on something and that you're, that it gets harder because yeah. then you're like that it festers, that emotion mm. festers, you know? I don't like that one. Fester. But, <laughs> sometimes it does, you know, but if you're curious, and you let it be easy and you let the answers just come and you don't judge them and you just want to know what they you're like huh that's interesting I don't I don't know why that happened maybe I should look at that and like that's how simple this gets to be and it it has been that simple for us now now that we've boiled it down after I mean, for sure, three or four years of at, like actively working at it, yeah. boiled down to what was that? That was fill in the blank. Where did that come from? Is it mine? And typically, when you get to that last one, is it mine? That's the spot I have noticed that people avoid. In, in coaching, with sessions, with clients, that's and in myself, that's the hard that's the hard one because that's when you have to be willing to take the ownership and if you do that's when it also kind of gets to go away because then you're like you know what i can i can adjust from that i can plan accordingly and then you do and then the next time you don't have that same reaction not to the same degree you might still react you might still have it, but then you'll be like, yeah, we don't believe in that anymore though, remember? We're, we're good, we're good. 
I'm safe. I'm whatever whatever the emotion was. I'm safe. I'm happy. I'm I'm healthy. Whatever affirmation you need. And and we plan to teach and and help you with those pieces as well. But for right now, it's just we want you to understand where we're coming from because cannabis has been such a game changer. And again, it's not because we want people to use it. It's just we want people to know that it is used this way and it can be used this way and if you're using cannabis already try this yeah try it because if you have a medical card if you're using it recreationally we still should be using it medically for this purpose yeah. or at least 50 percent of the time you know fine 80 20 i don't know yeah take some one percent one percent of the the medical use ask ask you something you know don't 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 listen to all of the other noise that's going on and react with it like ask yourself anything and and just see where that goes and let the thing that you have been having fun with if that's why where you're at with it let that thing show you a different level of fun like I've, I've shared this idea with a handful of people and um, I heard it um, on a TV show. Uh, it came from Steve Rinella um, on a show called Meat Eater. And it, it's this really beautiful hunting show. Anyway, um, he talks about like low impact fun and high impact fun. And like low impact is like the thing that you're on the roller coaster, you know, it's the fireworks show. Like, do we ever really like record on our phones a fireworks show, then go back and watch and be like truly, truly awe-inspired by the moment that we had in that moment? No, it's just kind of there, it's fleeting, we enjoy it and that's great and then it's gone, but we don't typically tell stories about the fireworks. And that's high and low impact fun. Like a high impact fun is the stuff that might hurt a little bit. The things that are a little tougher you know, he, he explained it like the hunting trip that you worked 10 days walking up and down the mountains, you're in the rain, you're sweat, like it was the worst experience, but you tell that story for years to come. And you look back at it and sometime with some reverence and an understanding of what you did. That empowerment, that what you did that can come from the is that yours it becomes a different level of impact uh, it's not this low impact just pass it off and it's the thing you never think about again it's a high impact I owned that I said it out loud I wrote it down I burned it I got rid of it I did whatever but it impacted you and it might have been tough to get there but that's a story you can share for years to come. And that, that idea that I got from a hunting show from Steve Rinella, thank you, truly changed me. I think that's where the, the self-judgment then really also comes in is I think a lot of people, um, and I experienced this in myself, is I, I wouldn't trust what would come up, like stuff from childhood. I wouldn't trust that 
it, I'm like, why, why am I thinking about that? That wasn't a big deal. Like I didn't, I didn't realize it was a big deal, but I did. It's just that I, I didn't have the skills at the time or the tools at the time to really help myself dig into it. So it was the surface level. It was just like, oh, that one time I rode my bike. But then now that I've dug it up, I'm like, oh, it was actually that I felt rejected, you know, or what, whatever. Um, so I think when something comes up from your childhood, if you're like, oh, I don't know, like, I don't know why that's a thing, like, trust it and just let it be. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything. Like, just get curious. Like, that's interesting. Okay. I, I, I see it. Thank you for showing it to me. Cool. I'll see what, I'll see how that plays out, you know? And then typically what I've found is then the experience around me, like, once that memory has kind of been triggered, it's like then, then my experience around me also allows that lesson to kind of come through. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Right. And so, Shauna, we always talk about like curiosity, curiosity over fear. Um, just because we think like fear is really direct, misdirected a lot of understanding. And we think that is held in a lot of people. Yeah. And it might not be like seen as fear. Um, certain thing, certain just like maybe, well, it doesn't matter. Certain things can be held as fear. And like, when you're doing these like explorative exercises, if you will, if you're exploring yourself or asking yourself questions and you come up to that one, like Shauna was, you notice something, sometimes it's just like a, a little tap and you've heard that tap for years and you've never like really answered that door because like you're fearful of like what's at the door, what's behind that door. But what if it was always just like Okay, I didn't want to, like some people might be afraid of Girl Scouts selling cookies. It's a Girl Scout selling cookies, you know, like that's what I picture. I get to interact with me however I see fit. So like when right, I get, it doesn't have to be doomsday. It doesn't have right? to be like dark If and it dim. gets to be that, it gets to be both. Put so up. mine's plausible too. So this little Girl Scout that's been knocking at the door, I finally decide to answer that door. I'm like, oh, childhood issues in a little cookie box? That doesn't have to be so scary. Maybe it tastes good. Uh, it's not my thing, but like, thank you, you know, yeah. and you thank you so much. I donated to a cause. That cause was good. You think like it paid for some things maybe. And that interaction gets to be just that. And also if you're not ready to open that door, like another thing I've done is like literally make a bench in front of it. <laughs> so like in my mind, I'll go and visit this door and I see the door and I try to also understand why the door looks the way that the door is and why did I choose brown? Like why, what is it about my subconscious that's making that door look that way, you know? Right. But also putting a bench in front of it and like, I don't have to open the door, but I might be more willing to walk over there and sit on the bench and just be like- At least see the door. All right, I see the door, it's definitely there. But before I was just like, walking up to it and leaving, walking up to leaving. So now I'm like trying to, okay, I'll come sit and then I'll go back. So like you can play these games with yourself and like you will. And I think part of it is also realizing like, that's not silly. Like let that be what it is. Like that's your, that's you trying to help you. And if a bench helps, like go sit at that bench every day. Anytime you think about it just yep. for a second. And then when you feel brave enough, when you feel ready, because 
no one gets to tell you when you're ready. You get to know that. And we trust you to know. Yeah, and we want to, uh, we want to help you learn to trust yourself because that is a process. Yeah. It is. It really is a process. And sticking with this door imagery because I think it's absolutely great and super powerful. If you have something to say to whatever you put on the other side of that door, feel free to write it down, put it in an envelope, address it to whoever you want, yourself maybe, slide it under that door. Close that your front door, whatever door you have, find a door. Or burn it. Slide it under that door and go pick it up and burn it. You passed it over to the other side. You sent them at, like you, you were willing to interact and that you should be applauded for. Yeah. And you should be applauded by never having to really handle that until you're ready again. And that may never come. And like, that's all right. Hey, uh, those, those interactions, you don't have to share anything. Yeah. Uh, they're for you. They're, they're for you. And they get to be yours. Um, you don't have to share with your spouse even. I, I empower you to do so. But I also understand that there's, there's levels to this. And if you don't want to share, you don't have to. You can, you can stay quiet. And you can work through these things internally until you are ready. Right? You can build those muscles in different ways. But always remember, like, you can, you can just, like, you can hide it. You can write things down and get rid of them. You can get them out of your mind and put them in front of your face in real life and then get rid of them again. Yeah. Over and over as many times as it takes. Like that's, it's like we've been taught that it's just this one and done and one size fits all. And that's just not how it is. It's not. And this journey, this spiritual practice, this what, however you self-exploration yeah, in the midst of everyone else trying to do the same thing however you want to shake it like it it is for you by you with your best and highest intentions involved and so when we when we know that it, it really helps like alleviate like why is this happening you know like but ask yourself, like, why? Why do I keep putting myself in this situation? Why is this pattern showing up? Like, get curious. Stay weird. Like, stop trying to be everybody else. Like, literally, become who you want to be. Be who you want to be. Because nobody else really cares. And if they do, that's on them. Like, that is on them. And it's not, it's not up to you to worry about you get to be yourself and when you're empowered to be yourself other people are empowered to be themselves and and it is contagious and so we just want people we want you guys and we want to feel this too like we're we're feeling this in our circle like we we want everybody to be feeling that you get to feel liberated a lot of the stuff that you're holding on to that's painful and it hurts yeah it, it might it might but it also, you get to be liberated from it. And you get to learn from it and you get to have a lesson in it if you're willing to look for the lesson. And the lessons are awesome. Like they really are and they get to be awesome if, if you choose for them to be. If you choose for them to be hard and hurtful and painful, they, they might be. 
if they if you choose for them to be eye-opening and exploratory like that also gets to happen too and it's just the intention of your outcome intentions everything yeah you know because again like no one's can't sell easy like we know that yeah we know that and it's Willie knows oh, that too. With that, <laughs> goodness, we're, we could chat on this forever, but you did say something that I think is super dope. Get curious and stay weird. Yeah. Be who you want to be. Yeah. Like that. It's like I, yeah. I used to just heck, oh my God. think I was such a like misfit <laughs> and like a weirdo and I would run from it and I would be like, oh, that's not who I am. Well, I was probably weirder trying to hide that I was weird. You know what I mean? Like, so now it just, it feels more free and I just don't care. And this is me and I say what I say and I'm sorry if I hurt you or feelings and offended you. I'm willing to own, own that also. But like, this is me, like take it or leave it, you know? And that is really, really empowering. It's different than it was before. And really feeling that allows you to meet an attempt to try to meet people right where they are. Because it comes with an understanding of like, yo, you can't, you can't bother me with that. You can't bother me with your stuff because it's yours. I know, <laughs> you know, it's yours. And when you feel that about you, you get to look at other people like, yo, I'm not gonna bring any of my, my trash to their park. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna litter on them and you know that's pretty cool because people are pretty amazing and we do some pretty amazing things and you know that's all I got to say about that there's a yeah I, I think for us it's just really exciting to see how much creativity has influenced our life and we directly correlate it with cannabis and we also see and envision a world that allows people room for that creativity because when it's happening when you're watching it happen around you it's it's really powerful it's really beautiful it impacts you it like just getting to express that is so freeing and we just want I just want people to know that and, and understand that and feel that because those boxes that we hold ourselves in are they're too tight they're too tight they're constricting yeah. they're restricted and yeah and literally you can just knock them down you know like is however you decide for it to be if it's brick like hit that shit you know, like, it doesn't, like, it, you can if remodel, you, built, you can rebuild. If you built the brick, you can build the bulldozer. Yeah, you, you know, know. You can you can have fun in, in that box however you see fit. Yeah. It's or your, maybe it's, it's your imagination. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever shows up, like, just handle it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, don't ask, well, why did a, why did a cardboard box show up? Because that's what I was doing. And that's why if you haven't listened to our episode about like doing it wrong, like go listen to that because this is a perfect example. 
you'd have a box for me let's just say that like all of a sudden I see myself in this in this cardboard box and then I'm like well why did I why was it a cardboard box oh my gosh am I the only person that had a cardboard box what does a cardboard box mean what does that mean what does that mean looking outside of myself also ask like is this right why would this come up we've seen this like with friends who've gotten spirit animals like well why did this one come up like ask yourself I don't know I don't know like what what is it about it like what what was the animal that got you excited about it? like do you have a memory with that or with the paper box like for me well I used to play like with cardboard boxes when I was a kid so like maybe that's what it is like fridge forts right like it doesn't just trust what comes ask it why it's there and then like be done with it like don't you don't have to stew on the trying to understand it conceptually like logically like just be kind of like more like let your body literally relax into your heart space that's not it and that's so woo I don't want that to be woo woo because it is genuinely like taking energy that's in your mind if you're in your brain if you're thinking and actually putting that in your heart like letting it be there because then those answers are not from the ego which is up in the head that's gonna be more of this chaos more of this scatterbrained if you're down in the heart space it's genuine it's you actually like being in your own heart helping you understand your own heart helping you try to find what those answers are instead of just like well I don't know I don't know what do you think what do you think who knows who knows like get down here and what is that and then let that be yeah yeah just so. know that speedy energy is going to lead you somewhere yeah for sure and if that's you knocking on the door right now that's that's cool that's yeah. cool because that speedy energy that was shauna yeah and that closed off energy where like i just stayed in here and in here i stayed in that space because it was easier for me to just like be back here both were avoiding though both were avoiding yeah your avoidance was internal mine was external so i didn't want to i was more focused on the outside world than having to go inward and look at it so if those are a little more relatable perfect you know perfect and just know there's there's work there's always work there's always work ahead of us and you know starting where you are wherever that is whatever comes up wherever wherever you land wherever you land yeah and that is exactly okay right on time yeah it was right on time okay go from there and yeah and with that and with that happy 420 um thank you for letting us share this part of our yeah. story this is definitely um this will be a big part of it a big part of what's to come um we're really excited about a lot of stuff that we have planned and um we're just grateful we're grateful yeah. to be here we're grateful to have conversations like this we're grateful for your guys's feedback who have been brave and willing to share with us like hey like we we want to feel more of a part of this conversation and we hear you and 
we're working on it. Yeah, so. and we're learning. Yeah. You know, we're 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 learning too. Learning and um, also overcoming. Like this is a big fear for us both to like showing up and and having to talk and and do this. We're both just having to work through it, and I think stuff like that needs to just be honest you know like we no one's expecting perfection from you at least in this in this house you get to show up messy and you you don't have to have it all figured there's out there's really no place to hide because it's like 60 square feet <laughs> <laughs> and so we're just we want to um tell you we want to share that with you but also just ask that of you you know like yeah. tell us what you need tell us what's working what you love what you know and we want to we want to make this a community like this isn't meant for just us we want people to understand that um we we are stronger together yeah what's the quote the community what what, what was, was once a problem solo was easily solved with the community yeah that's kind of been our motto lately and it's true and it is so true and if you allow it to be and you allow other people to help you um your life gets to be easier and it like it's more fun when you you can rely on people to help you and follow through and and, and they can rely on you yeah. to do your part to bring because something you want to them you want to be there and you want to show up for them too you know yeah so we love you guys we'll talk to you soon thank you